You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where the f*** is Sims, man? You would think for the amount that I pay him, I mean, seriously, he would be f***ing on time every week. We're always waiting, scrambling around, moving everything around. Big Chris Sims. <laughs> what has he ever done? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, name something. He's usually pretty good. He's usually, I mean, he had his spleen broken or something, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Removed, I believe. Mm. He's got that big tattoo of Kyle Shanahan's face on his ankle. Yeah. yeah. He's usually pretty good. Like, he's usually on time this week, though, with different circumstances. No, Move mountains I'm... for him, you know? I know. Yeah. We're just it takes tired. a long time to get your hair that perfect. Yeah, it's a long listen, time. I'm joking in a way, uh, which is why I said, you know, for the amount that I'm paying him, which is exactly nothing. Mm. Um, that's why we love Sims, because he doesn't charge us for this. <laughs> <laughs> and because he's a good dude but to be honest with you i am now like three days removed from uh cancun mm-hmm. i'm still feeling f-ed up guys like yeah. <laughs> it's gonna take a while for me to recover and so what i've decided to do is lash out at someone yeah. who's been a great friend to me and to this program for two years mm-hmm. i apologize to chris sims who's not here yet but i won't apologize when he gets here because he didn't know i said it how about that mm-hmm. Can you apologize for all the F words you keep saying when we just talked about how, you know, maybe let's try not to use as many today because it it takes a while. And, you know, because we had to move things, Mikey and I, you know, we're we're supposed to be watching our children today. We had to make plans and now we have to change plan. My kid's not going to take her nap until way too late. And then it's probably going to be cranky all day. And then it's going to be difficult to put her to sleep tonight. So, that you know, it's one of those. This is like a little... uh, you know, like how you, you have like a little snowball that you throw and then it rolls yeah. and it just like yeah. starts impacting absolutely everything. Up more snow. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, just, you know, this Andy Reid really, I guess, is the one that we need to blame for this because Sims had to move things because I think he's talking to Andy Reid in Kansas City. So we had to switch days and then we had a time set and Mikey A and I made plans, you know, to have our kids looked after at that time. And then it's like, oh, let's, can we move it back an hour? And then, you know, we did that, and here we are 30 minutes after that hour that we moved it back. And it's just a snowball that's going to pick up that's going to impact my life, Mikey's life, you know, for the rest of today, probably into tomorrow if the sleep is off today. And it's just, yeah. you know. Yeah. So who do you want to I think to I hate college? the Chiefs now. Right. Wow. I think I hate the Chiefs now. Yeah, I hate guy? the Chiefs, huh? Huh? Uh-huh. Really? 
so who am I apologizing to? I, you lost me there, Bill. Is it you? Like, who am I apologizing to? The Sims? Like, what am I doing? I don't know. I mean, I'm just right. saying, let's try I apologize to- because you're right. You both have kids. You both delayed stuff with your kids and your family. You have family responsibilities. I, too, though, have responsibilities. I, I mean, I have a tea time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you should be mad at Andy Reid, too. And by the way, and Chris Sims is going to join us now in a second. <laughs> what is this BS of him? One minute he's kissing up to the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. The next week he's kissing up to their opponents. Like, pick a yeah. side, guy. He's a flirt. He is. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't trust him. Mm-hmm. Trollop. Mm-hmm. Flirty Sims. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. He is going to be cranky today. I could f-ing feel it. Can really? you? Oh, there's Billy, the can you feel again. it? Yeah, he's going to be cranky. Why? I, I don't know. Just flying to Kansas City, back to New York, meetings, has to deal with us. He's Whoa. got a new hey, backdrop. Hey. He is going to be one cranky motherfucker. Plus, he sees your face, and he just gets cranky, Billy. I don't know what to tell yeah. you. I mean, I love a good snowball fight, by the way. <laughs> you struck me as a kid that would put the rock in the snowball. I did. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little ice in it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you did it, Mike. Get out of here. Of course I didn't. Yeah. Not Not. I just threw rocks. <laughs> You see what Sims is up to now? Yeah, way? he's he's uh he's doing the thing where he's holding his AirPods close to <laughs> no, the computer. No, 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 no. no, I wasn't even talking about that. You see what he's up to on Twitter or like on his shows and everything? Uh, well, who, what's going Mac on? Mac Jones is better than Brock Purdy. I mean, Josh Allen doesn't have good skill position players. I love it. Sims has figured out this media game, man. He is great. <laughs> Like, to come out with that, that's such a good take, Mikey. Is it not Mac Jones being better than Brock Purdy? (laughs) And he's right. (laughs) What an arbitrary thing to have everybody mad at you about. I I know. I want to know the origins of of the Mac Jones-Brock Purdy comparison. But I love Sims, dude. Like, Purdy, whenever he was inserted into the lineup... He might be the best. He might be the best quarterback in football. I'm not even f-ing around. Like he's been that good, and then Sims comes out, headed into the division. He's two games from the Super Bowl, just had a great playoff game, and what does Sims lob in there? Mac Jones is better. <laughs> Holy how, shit! How many over under? How many threats of physical harm did Sims receive because he said Mac Jones was better than Brock Purdy, and people got upset about it? Hmm. Like, well, that's the line. No, but the, 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 the genius of it <laughs> is that he's saying the San Francisco quarterback is worse. They're very laid back in San Francisco, <laughs> and he knows that. They don't give a shit, okay? <laughs> he says Purdy is better than Mac Jones. He's got issues, okay? Because Boston, not so nice, okay? <laughs> in case anyone hasn't noticed, right? But I don't think Boston would care because I don't think they like Mac Jones. So I don't know. We'll find out. It's such a great thing. If he would have said Bailey Zappi, we would have had issues. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Hoyer. <laughs> I think we should make a list of the teams that are the most volatile fan bases and just get him to rank all their quarterbacks so at least yes. one of them is going to be very I'm ready, Mo. Oh, there he is. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
it was a glorious five minutes talking about you like you weren't here. I mean, well, I could hear you the whole time. I just couldn't get my uh, air, my earbuds to connect to my uh, my laptop here. So mm. the, I don't usually use the laptop. Uh, I'm usually on my iPad and at home when we do this. So, um, right. I mean, that was a natural. Are we? Recording? Are we going? We're oh, no, yeah. We, we going? yeah, we're recording. Where are you, by the way? Hotel room, Kansas City? I am exactly right. I'm in Kansas City, right? We're, you know, we're doing the pregame show here, a 90-minute pregame show tomorrow, uh, coming on at 3 Eastern. So, uh, yeah, we're we're all ready, up, ready to go and get geared up. I did a little interview with Andy Reid yesterday, which was cool, so I'm excited for it. That is How, a uh, nice hotel room that you're staying yeah, in there. Well, it is. When you're a, when you're a f- baller man you get the sweet i don't know what else to tell you i see that i just don't know what else to tell you all right so um but wait wait let's get into this a little bit because i i you know that didn't i don't throw those tweets out there as takes you know no 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 we know that we know that but you are very good at the media game just explain to us how like the Niners are getting ready for a playoff game. How did how did Mac Jones head to the conversation? It's genius. I'm jealous. Show me the ways. I mean, come on. Well, it was just it was a you know I I do my podcast, Chris Sims Unbuttoned, and we unpack things. It's it's football. It's it's all I talk about for an hour and thirty hour and forty five minutes. So I take questions from you know people on Twitter and infuse them in there and kind of got into the conversation of Brock. Purdy and it's just like I, I can't remember exactly how it came up but I was just like yeah well you know Brock Purdy yeah this is why I was one to say that they should have drafted Mac Jones because look this is what he can do listen to the coach that understand lots of offense and checks and knows where to go with the football and that's where I just went and that's what kind of Brock Purdy is he's a poor man's Mac Jones right and you know again He's doing a doesn't I wasn't trying to say that to be a negative about Brock Purdy. I mean, there's right. a reason one guy was a you know looked at as a top fifteen, a top ten pick, and the other guy wasn't. Sure. And you know, again, we have to stop this disease of just giving all the credit to one guy. I mean, you guys watched that game last weekend, right? I mean, yeah. the forty nine. I mean, what what. They were, it's guys were wide the f- open. Like, what? What are they? What are they looking at? Like, what are you? What are you doing? The stats say that. My eye says that. Everything says that. It was five yards of separation, and plus a handful of throws where you go, that should be a touchdown or a thirty-yard gain, and he missed it too. So, you know, that, that just everybody loses. Their, as soon as the team starts to win, it's the quarterback. The quarterback, Brock Purdy, should be in the conversation with Mahomes <laughs> and Josh Allen for. Best quarterbacks in the league now. Like, come on, everybody. <laughs> they win with any quarterback that team. I mean, <laughs> yeah, not any, but yeah, as long as it, it, it's, it's. No, Brock Purdy is any quarterback. He's well, Mr. Irrelevant. Like, That's any well, quarterback. It's, <laughs> it's like we talk about, you know, you know, I, I think we've all gotten obsessed with quarterback, 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 and the 49ers, what's refreshing about them, and we said this at the time, they're not quarterback centric. Right. They're about team football and running the ball, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, Shanahan's a genius, and they got it rolling. And he's Birdie's great. They can win the Super Bowl with him. But at no point am I going to sit here and go, oh, he's a top-five quarterback just because they won the Super Bowl. That's not happening. What the mm. – social media is insane. It's, oh. It really is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Chris, how's Andy uh, Reid doing? What's going on over there? Yeah. Uh, well, he said to tell me – he t- told me to tell you he said hi, Billy. He's just oh, like, okay. hey, just tell Billy I said hi. You know, he's been really influential in my, my you know, yeah. Kansas City – 
front. No, yeah. he didn't say that. Um, oh. hey, well, Andy, hey, so you know, we had Andy Reid on last year. I mean, yeah. just, just so you know, big shot. He's okay? a friend of the show. Okay, friend of the show there. <laughs> I know, he's a well, friend of Golik. Yeah, okay? <laughs> he, was, he was on with Mike Golik, and we weren't allowed to be part of the interview. We had to have well, our cameras off. It was Golik quite would not allow us to interview Andy Reid. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. No, Andy's, um, Andy's awesome. He's one of my favorite coaches in all of football. Um, he's, you know, in a mode right now, it, it's interesting. You know, last week I did the Trevor Lawrence interview and of course mm -hmm. players are always a little looser. And, you know, since I'm an ex player, I feel like that sometimes helps them be loose and we can talk, you know, shit and have fun where it's just a different feel. With Andy Reed, who's yeah, he's the head coach and it's playoff football. And, you know, he's, He's all business right now, uh, and he, you know that's 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 what's cool about it. And then Andy's just got this amazing blend of, um, you know, tough, hard-nosed football coach X's and O's, but also can like blend all these crazy personalities together and individuals who we'd all look at sometimes and go, oh, I don't know, does Juju Smith-Schuster care about anything except dancing and? the middle of the field and oh Kadarius Tony he's so crazy the Giants couldn't even handle him and you know oh Chris Jones he you know spouts off every now and then he just got a great way of going like okay cool keep being you but the one thing is you like football and I know how to make you good at it and it just comes together in this magical way that's special having the quarterback helps I mean it's yeah definitely he's got he's got and like he's got veteran leaders that love the game love the camaraderie of the game and they can always bring in the new influx of, you know, the NFL guys. It turns over so quick. The new guys on the team, the young guys on the team, they kind of just come right in and get indoctrinated in a hurry because like you're saying, Stu Goss, they got great leaders yes. that are cool mm -hmm. people and love the game and it'll show them the right way. Sims, remember like with the Bulls and Michael Jordan, they would bring in Dennis Rodman and all of a sudden Dennis Rodman would kind of, you know, work exactly. within, yes, yeah. work within right. that leadership structure because he had no choice. You want to win, you want to come here, you want to be a part of this, then fall in line, you mm -hmm. know? That's right. It, it's fall in line, but not fall in line to where you have to like be a robot and, and like totally change your way, right? It's more just like fall in line and show us you'll work hard and you love the game. And then you could do whatever the f you want after that. And then that's where it's cool. It's different than New England where it'd be like, fall in line, act like a robot, say on to Cincinnati, don't say anything in interviews, right? It, it, so that's where it's a little different and cool the way Kansas City does it. Yeah, but like if you had Brock Purdy, would he still be a genius, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, he wouldn't be able to run the offense he runs if they had Brock Purdy in Kansas City. They wouldn't be able to do that. I mean, right. come on. That's, that's where... Can Special. you imagine Kyle Shanahan with Patrick Mahomes? Oh. Like, oh my God! <laughs> it's it's really the only thing you could really argue that maybe Kyle's done wrong at all during his time in you know. What, in, Trey in Lance? He keeps getting well, just, bailed out of bad quarterback decisions somehow. Well, yeah, because he's an awesome coach. That's yeah. why. That's, that's <laughs> why. I mean, you know, he's he's awesome, so it doesn't matter. And then that's where it, it is amazing, but. You could argue, yeah, that's the only only thing. Here they are on the precipice, right, of three championship games out of four years in a row where the only thing I would question is, yeah, some of their quarterback decisions, uh, but, you know, still nonetheless, they're having a, a ton of success. And, man, yes, him with Mahomes, holy crapola, right. That would yeah. be – they'd be – if he had drafted Mahomes that year, his first year in San Francisco, yeah, he'd probably be uh, – 
trying to win his fourth or third Super Bowl here in, in the in this conversation. Wait, so I'm glad you brought that up. Like, why is there nothing on Andy Reid? Andy Reid should be going for his third or fourth Super yeah. Bowl by now. I mean, thank you. Hot seat. Yeah. Yeah. No. Hey. Yeah. No, well, you. Know, you know. I mean. Uh, I, I, you're right. That throws gets thrown around. It's hard to win the damn Super Bowl. And I know it is. It, it's hard. Hard to win the damn Super Bowl, but you know, they, yes, would they be a more dangerous team with Patrick Mahomes? Do I think if you know uh, Patrick Mahomes was on the 49ers uh, in that Super Bowl playing the Chiefs, that the game would be different, of course. But no, Andy Reid's—they're amazing. It's just—I was trying to say the 49ers team is just—it's unreal. So is so is Pat uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, though. Damn, they got some studs. I was at practice there yesterday, Stu Gods. Wow, I mean, they just—they look good. Uh, Billy, clip it for social, uh, even while in Kansas City, 10 minutes removed from doing something with Andy Reid, he said Kyle Shanahan's a better coach. I mean, I just clip you're, it. So you're an asshole. It. You're just your asshole. You're absolutely <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Wait, so what did you see out of practice? What impressed you? Like, just talk about it a little bit. Well, they're, they're, they have a, um, a magic about them. And first off, I'm always into the look test, right? You guys have heard me oh. talk about that. I think we hit it on Jacksonville last week, right? So – this is the first time I've seen Kansas City in person in two years. And I think the thing that jumps out to me right off the bat is uh, guys like Orlando Brown and Joe Tooney and their guard, uh, Trey Smith, that right guard, and the linebackers, Willie Gay and Nick Bolden, right? And I, Juan Thornhill, some of those guys I had never seen in person. And allowed now Juju Smith-Schuster. It, they it's changed the look of their team to where they used to be a good looking team. Don't get me wrong, but now they got some behemoths and some guys where you're just like, Oh my gosh, they're bigger and more physically imposing than I remember two years ago. And uh, they're another team I'd throw in that conversation to go. Yeah. They get off the bus and there's a bar fight that they're going to be one of the four or five te- last teams standing, but mm. man, Stugatz and guys like the, the energy at practice, it's like it's you can taste it when you go out on, on the field. It's a team that has supreme belief. There's great energy the way they're running around. They're working hard as hell and enjoying it. Like it's so it's it's hard to explain. I wish I could bring people there with me, let alone they got some players that do some stuff and you just go, Whoa, that guy's got a rocket up his ass, and then he's throwing the ball and you're going, Holy shit. That's unbelievable. And um, they, you know, I, I never was on a Super Bowl team. You guys know I was around it, but they have a lot of the, the qualities you you would see with a big-time Super Bowl team. Sure. You're a bit of a flirt, Chris, huh? Like last week you were there with the Jaguars, <laughs> best friends with uh, Trev this week yeah. over there in Kansas City. It seems like yeah. they won you over. They caught your eye. Like now what happens with the Jaguars and Trev? Like what's it? You feel dirty at all by doing these? No. Things? Well, I'm a fan first. <laughs> you know, I'm a flirt, but I'm a fan first. Mm, I mean, right. that's that's the I get excited to see these guys and be around it. And again, I mean, as you guys know, I mean, I'm always extra excited to see Patrick Mahomes. I mean, yeah. I always feel like he was one of my um, my first really strong loves. beliefs was. and loves in this yes. business yes. that I got a lot of hate for, and he helped you know prove me right. So I, yeah. I, he's always got a special place in my my heart. Yep. Are you on the uh, Are you on the left go list that he's on, where Patrick just sends him all kinds of crap? Like, oh, he has new Oakleys. Here you go, left go. Oh, he has a new this. Here you go, left go. No, like, you I know, are- left go. 
Yeah, Lefko is real close with Patrick Mahomes, definitely. Yeah, he um, used you, man. He's fine. He there. did. He used me. We did all the bleacher report uh-huh. stuff and gave jobs to Mahomes all oh. the time. And if he's sending them to Lefko, it's unbelievable. A unbelievable. <laughs> Verbal jobs. Oh, wait. So, so, so Lefko parlayed. And, and listen, uh, perhaps we should have Lefko on. He'll <laughs> get us the Mahomes. Lefko's. Cooler than me, guys. He's, he's impossible. Into, like, le- listen, I, listen. Lefko is not cooler than you. Okay, you knock it off thank right you, now. Thank you. Thank you know, you. That's where I draw the line. Okay, like I like Adam Lefko. Yeah. He's a super nice guy. He ain't cooler than Chris Sims. He There's doesn't no get. Oh, he, he doesn't get hotel rooms <laughs> with staircases in them. Right. Right, that's right. I take that back. He's not as cool as me. Okay, fine. But he's still cool. All right. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, he's Lefko's. Um, you know, he, he's he's engaged. You, you guys have met him before. He's engaging. He's funny. You know, he's awesome on social media. And, you know, I think really where he got to, to know Patrick Mahomes, I think, is really through Travis Kelsey. Uh, there was mm-hmm. a few things where Lefko met up with Kelsey, and I think slowly but surely that kind of, you know, got infused in there. But, yeah, I'd like Patrick to send me some Oakleys or something. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, it seems like what Lefko did is like he just he leveraged you. To... He left code you out of the situation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wait, so do you have Mahomes' number? Like, will you communicate with him? I'm not. I'm nope. asking for a reason. I want to see how badly yeah. Lefko. Wonder what else. the reason That's is. No, yeah. No, I don't. I don't have it. I. I I've only. Met Patrick Mahomes once in my life. Even yesterday, I didn't get a chance to talk to him or anything. I, I met him once in my life uh, at the Super Bowl in Minnesota, Phil- uh, Philadelphia versus New England. And um, yeah, it was cool. He was very aware of the support I had given him at coming out of the draft, which which is a cool thing. But I'm hoping That's this cool. spring is a time I get to do kind of one of my quarterback school things, you know, that I've done with Josh Allen and Burrow and them and, and get to do that with Mahomes. Chris, I think the thing you experience at that practice is you just have two supremely talented guys who happen to be the leaders of that team in Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. as loose as they are on the field, I can't imagine what it's like at practice. It just has to be a fun place to be, you know, like that. Right. It, and they're fo- like they have fun, but those guys are focused right. on winning, man. Exactly right. Yeah. That That's where it's like they're like, oh, my gosh, it's the playoffs. And they're so excited for it. Right. And, and it's like they're dialed in and. You know, they're like kids. They are in that way. And I mean that in the most respectful way. And Chris Jones, I think you throw him in that in that conversation of those guys you're talking about as well. They got great leaders that are truly passionate about the sport. And, um, yeah, I think they also are – they realize, you know, they want to be great. Uh, this is a team that I think is wants to go down in the lures of NFL history as one of the better teams in the, in the history of the sport. And I don't think they back down from those challenges. I, I you know, they're a team on a mission. There's no doubt about that. And I think that AFC championship loss last year still still sticks with them and haunts them a little bit. Mm-hmm. I have a difficult question for you. So you like going and being impressed at all these practices. What practice did you walk away from? You're like, man, this team is shit. This is this was not Ooh. fun. That's a that's a good question. You know, I haven't I don't get to go to as many practices. Right, because you go on the playoff teams, right? You now. go to good teams, yeah. Right, yeah. I know. So, but you know, like Patriots. Well, the Patriots can have like that was one thing I'll tell you. They could have some ugly practices. They could because they didn't they didn't script for success. So we would have Friday practices when you know Brady was in his prime, and you'd go, "Damn, he was like 
he threw like 60% in practice today, right? Because Bill and the coaches, they'd make it hard. They didn't want it always to be just like exactly how you thought it was going to go down. Right. And there is some beauty to that. There really is because then you get in the game sometimes and you go, oh, actually the game was a little easier. You know, coach, coach was screwing me over in the Friday practice. But all right, so here's one for you, Billy. I, w- I think the one that would jump out to me, I went to a Rams practice. I'm going to say, gosh, it was probably four or five years ago, probably 2017, somewhere in there. And it was a good practice, but, you know, one that I, I came away just going, uh, not impressed with Jared Goff. The ball definitely hit the ground a few times, and I was just kind of like, oh, man, you know, this is a this is a Super Bowl team right here. This is This is that kind of team, right? And not that it always means anything, and maybe that was an off day, but like to be honest about your question there, yeah, that was one day I wa- walked away and was like, damn, I don't, I don't know about that. It kind of made me second, th- second think them a little bit. Now the Goff-Stafford thing starting to make sense here, Chris. This whole anti-Goff thing that you've had going all year just goes back to that one practice a couple of years ago. And Dan that's Campbell it. seemed to fix it, right? Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. It's lining it up. You are connecting the dots, Billy. I'm so smart. I know. <laughs> PFT with Mike Florio every day on Peacock. Uh, Football Night in America, Unbuttoned Podcast, at QB. Uh, on Twitter. So that's going to run during your 90-minute preview of the Chiefs game. Whatever you did with Andy Reid will run there. Yes, it will. It will. It's. Uh, we'll see. You know, I, I sat down with them for about, you know, 12, 15 minutes. You know, they'll splice it up. It'll probably be only like a three-minute thing on the TV, and you can get the full thing on, you know, my podcast or our YouTube page. But, uh, yeah, it'll run there, and it's, uh, it was awesome. It was uh, very thankful for Andy Reid for, for letting me do it. Uh, Chris, two things on on that game and Jacksonville in particular. Yeah. What do you think the ceil- – you, you and I have raved about Trevor Lawrence since about week eight. Um, what is the ceiling for Trevor Lawrence, and how does Jacksonville go to Kansas City and win that game? Because Jacksonville's defense has been okay. I'd like to think Kansas City is going to be somewhere near 30 points, if not above 30 points. I'm not certain Jacksonville – can get the 30 unless they're able to run the football and run it really well. So what are your thoughts there? Yeah, it's um, – so, like, the first thing is the psychology of the game, I think, that jumps out to me. You know, if I'm Kansas City, the one thing you are scared about is, yeah, Jacksonville's got nothing to lose. They're playing with house money, right? Yeah. Yes. No one thought they would even be here this year. You know, this is a team that's a project. They'll get here in a few years. That's they're happy if it ends right now, essentially. Right. They're, they're right. happy with this season no if it ends. Right. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. It doesn't yeah. even matter how they lose. It's still going to be a good year. That is dangerous. Right. I also have a side of me that goes, I'm not really sure if they know what they're about to step in either. You mm-hmm. know, oh, there's a side of me that goes, you know, I, you think you know what playoff football is all about, but you play the Chargers, who had a bunch of players who have never been in the playoffs, you know, in Jacksonville, which is yep. not necessarily famous for its playoff atmosphere. No no disrespect <laughs> there, okay? They but, haven't had but, any playoff games, well, to be that's fair what I to mean. them. <laughs> and now you're going to a place that is, you know, extremely loud. Legendary. You're, you know, it, there, there's so many teams throughout history that don't understand playoff intensity, and they have to get that first taste of it and then go, oh, whoa, whoa, okay, now I know what to expect next year. I think that could be a, a thing in this football game. It's a tough matchup for the Jaguars. Uh, I, I, running the ball, I think, is going to be definitely a key for them on the offensive side of the ball. Stugatz, when I when I went back and studied the first matchup, they 
First off is they can't block the interior part of the defensive line of the, the Chiefs. That was a real issue. Chris Jones was constantly in the backfield against Trevor Lawrence. The guards for Jacksonville haven't been good all year. Uh, it's been a little bit of the disappointment of their football team. But within that, too, yeah, they didn't have enough time to really even let plays develop down the field. So they had to throw the ball quick and do all that. I think screens and running the ball – you know, screens to the receiver and all that are definitely going to be or need to be a part of the game plan just because of that slows down Chris Jones and Frank Clark and everybody from always getting in there and being in the in the uh, the the face of Trevor Lawrence. Um, other thing is, you know, I, I could see Kansas City me, maybe being a little more aggressive on defensive side this time around as far as coverage is concerned because the, the one thing about Jacksonville, they don't have, have a guy that can really scare you deep. And right. KC's got some DBs that can get in your face and play you man-to-man. So that'll be interesting, but I clearly think the advantage is with the Chiefs' defense. I do. Uh, people don't realize Jacksonville fifth in the NFL in rushing this year. So if they could somehow figure out how to rush the football, keep that offense, Mahomes, off the field, uh, maybe yeah. they'll have a chance, you know? Maybe, they'll, maybe they will have a chance. Jacksonville's got to change something on the defensive side of the ball, too, Stu Gatz. The first time around, they could not get close to Mahomes with the four-man rush. I think they're going to have to flirt with blitzing a little bit, you know, take some tactical chances from time to time. I, they played zones. They really messed up. And the Kansas City always sends crossers at you, right? Deep crossers. Shallow. They messed up and passing them off a number of times. Sure. So they got to get that corrected. And then, you know, the one thing that jumped out to me with Jacksonville, a little bit like we just said on the other side of the ball, is Jacksonville at the end of the game when they got desperate, they played a little man-to-man and got in the face of the Chiefs and did have some success. I wouldn't be shocked, like, again, going to the conversation of like what you were saying, playing with house money here, that you know, they might take some chances on defense. I think they have to. They're going to have to steal a possession somewhere in the football game if they really think they're going to win the game and pull off an upset. Uh, I want to get back to that in a second, the the house money stuff, because it's real. It exists. People used to laugh at me all the time. But quickly on on Lawrence, is the ceiling best quarterback in the NFL? Is it better than Patrick Mahomes? Or is he always going to be just like maybe a little a shade behind those guys? I, it's, it's, I, I think, it, you know, Mahomes is. He's special. Yeah, it's, yeah Mahomes and Allen. We're, we're talking about guys to me there that are Burrow. like. Yeah. yeah, it's just they're, Tua. and they're just <laughs> but more even Mahomes and Allen, they're just such physical freaks. And they're 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 just such I mean, they're, we're talking Mahomes is first ballot Hall of Famers. I think Josh Allen's going right into that conversation, too. Mm-hmm. So that's a really high bar to set. I think he's right around. Yeah, I think his ultimate is right around there. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I think he could definitely be better than Mahomes or Josh Allen because. I think it's like all-time greatness what we're seeing from them right now. But it's it, it can be very close, I think, if he reaches his top potential. I agree with you. I'll only say this, though. He is a physical freak, Trevor Lawrence. He is. Like he he is. is. And, Chris, yeah. like, Mahomes fell into the perfect situation. That team was already good. Alex Smith was a quarterback. He, so Mahomes fell in to Andy Reid, good talent around him, a great offensive system, and a team that was already good. Like, Mahomes was fortunate, whereas Trevor Lawrence fell into urban – Meyer, I mean, <laughs> no doubt, no right. doubt, and yes. you said it right, Stugatz. He's a physical freak too, and right. I think really he's just he's just figuring it out as far as like he's at the tip of the iceberg of going. Wait, I can make more plays out of the pocket, and wait, I have figured out how to throw my fastball and really have great control with it. So 
I mean, listen, he no question has the ability to be a top five quarterback for a long time in this league. That's I don't want anybody to be mistaken. I'm just trying to give respect to two guys that totally. I look at to go are right. like in the John Elway, Dan Marino conversation for me. And, and I know I might be a little different with that, but that's where I put them. But the uh, the psychological stuff that, that I'm really into that you brought up earlier, that stuff's real, man. Like when you have a team who's happy, if it, they're fine. If any anything that happens moving forward for the Jaguars is gravy. Making the playoffs was gravy, okay? Right. Whereas Kansas right. City, they feel like, hey, they have a window. They're good enough to win. They want to win right now. They want to get a second one. And Jacksonville playing free of mind. Like, hey, we don't care. Let's just let it fly. Like, that stuff is sneaky, and it's tricky, and it trickles in the guys' minds, and not every team is the same psychologically. And that's why I think Jacksonville kind of has a little bit of a shot here, Chris. I hear you. I, they're yeah. scary. And then Doug Peterson, who's got, you know, you know, balls the size of grapefruits, and you don't know what play. <laughs> I mean, he started out the last right, game, Stugatz. He started out the last game. He kicked an onside kick to start the game. People forget that. And they right. recovered it. Right? right. And then they, they didn't do anything with it. But uh, – I, I think Kansas City is very aware of that fact and of Doug Peterson, and he's, he's ballsy enough to start right. a game again with an onside kick. That's how, and and the players love that. To your points, to Goss, and it just it feeds into the no pressure. Let's let it go fly and all right. that. Right. So I'm such an easy looking. message this week for him for Doug Peterson. Yes. Hey. I got balls the size of cantaloupes, and so do you. No one expects us to be here. No one thinks we're going to win. Go let it fly. Have fun. That's exactly Sorry, right. Bill. Now, the, I will be watching in pregame, Sorry, and you'll hear me early on because I'm, it's something I'm going to comment. You know, it's all good with what we're saying, but let's see what they think when it's 30 degrees and it's snowing and, <laughs> you know, they see the Chiefs walk out in the field. All of a sudden, they might not be uh, – you know, those grapefruits might shrink to, to little little normal grapes, and they, I don't know what will happen there. We'll see. <laughs> oh, God. All right, going to be a fun game. Uh, if you're the Giants, Chris, uh, which is the game Saturday night, I know you'll be tuned in. You're a big Giant fan. Dad played quarterback uh, for the Giants. What do you do? Like, what's how do you scheme? What do you do early on in that game? Because you want to see if Jalen Hurts can make all the throws, if he's going to run the football. So what do you do if you're the Giants? How do you attack that if you're the Giants? Yeah, you know, the, the Giants in their first matchup did some good things uh, against the Eagles. They yeah, did, I know the yeah. score the, the yeah. score won't necessarily look like it, but you know the Eagles had a they, – they converted a fourth down that was a jump ball that could have been intercepted, and Devontae Smith ended up getting a 41-yard touchdown pass. There was a block punt in the game. That gave the Eagles the short field. Boston Scott had a huge kick return that gave them a short field. So it wasn't as like, oh, wow, the Giants' defense got shredded, right? It, 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 the score might look like that, but it really wasn't. They did some good things as far as uh, stressing out the protections, right? Doing a great job of disguising and bringing some, like what we talk about, some calculated risk blitzes, right? Like, hey, I got a feel when they're in this formation and this personnel set, if I send this blitz and, you know, kind of drop guys in this area, yeah, they might get a play, but I got a pretty good feel for what they do, and I think we could actually make, make a negative play for them. There was great balance in that. They messed with the fronts a lot. And what I mean by that is it'd be, you know, a four-man front, and Jalen Hurts would be blue 48, blue 48 set, and as soon as you say set, and be ready to snap the ball to say set hut, it would go to a five-man front and a single safety. 
And all of a sudden, because they saw the four-man front and two deep safeties, they were going to run the ball, so he checked to that, but now that was screwed. Or vice versa. Whoa, they're in a run-stopping defense, five-man front, one-back safety. We're going to throw the ball to A.J. Brown, and then just as he say, said Hut, they'd go to a four-man front and drop out of it. Those are the type of things that they're going to have to do to continue to frustrate that. I mean, the Eagles are better. You know that, Stugatz. It's going to be an uphill climb for the Giants. No doubt, but a similar message for Dable because he could just say, hey, no, everyone expected the Eagles to be right where they are right now. No one expected the New York Giants to be here, guys. Just go play and have fun, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah. And the Giants are scary because they believe right now. You could right. see that. They really do believe with the what they got going does. on. They believe in the quarterback. Yeah, they do. I'm more yeah. worried about that side of the ball more than anything. When I really kind of started to break down the, the matchup a little bit, the Giants offense, man, it was hard to do anything in the first matchup. And that's really where I worry because the, the Eagles are a team that they're creative. They got good zones. They can get in your face and play man to man. The Giants, other than Darius Slayton, really don't have a guy that can scare you deep or do anything like that. And I'm not sure the Giants can consistently run against this Eagles front there either. So that's the part of the game where I go, the Giants have to make an adjustment or do something different on the offensive side of the ball uh, to make it work. Uh, Sunday games, uh, I think the game that everyone, I mean, listen, they're all great games. I think they're this all is the great. best weekend of football yeah. uh, yep. of the year. But Bills-Bengals, um, We've talked about it. Like Josh Allen's great. Burrow's great. Burrow doesn't care if he plays you, you know, in a parking lot. He thinks he's going to win the football game. And I'm certain he'll walk into Buffalo thinking he's going to win the football game. Uh, it doesn't matter. If DeMar Hamlin runs out and leads the team out, Burrow don't care. Um, he cares about the situation in Hamlin. He don't yeah, care about who's you. running out with flags and getting the team all fired up. He's ready to right. go. And so, uh, man... I, I have a hard time picking against Joe Burrow. I do. Uh, but I know a lot of people like the Bills uh, in this game. But I thought you brought up an interesting point on social media uh, with Buffalo at C Sims QB on Twitter where you don't feel like Josh Allen really has the skill position players that Joe Burrow has, right? No, it's, they're not even in the same stratosphere. It's right. one of my, I agree like, with you. I agree with you. It's one, yes. Yeah, it's one of my my pet peeves in the NFL right now. I keep hearing that, and I want to go, what? I mean, you saw – I also tweeted out something like the last six games, you know, Gabe Davis's production is less than Isaiah Hodgins for the Giants, who nobody right. in the world even knows who that is. Right. Right? Yeah. So, again, I don't mean it to make it negative on Gabe Davis, but just people start keep talking about because of one game last year in the playoffs that he's a superstar. And to me, this is an issue going forward because this, is again, goes back. I mean, there's no way Diggs, Gabe Davis, and I don't know who is the third guy is in the same class as Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and uh, Tyler Boyd. I right. mean, come on, guys. I don't know. Agreed. That's, again, go back to social media, and I don't know what the f people are thinking sometimes. Right. Right? We're talking about Jamar Chase, arguably the best receiver in football. We're talking about T. Higgins that's going to get big money and is a number one receiver on, like, any team in football other than, like, you know, the Dolphins with Tyreek or Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. I mean, he's a number one receiver. Yes. And then Tyler Boyd's awesome. So I, that's where I'm trying to say. And uh, Stugatz, with that game, I would pick Cincinnati to win it 100%. But the three injuries on the offensive line are scary. And I don't know if they're going to be able to overcome that on the road no run game at all. 
I don't think he's going to have much time to throw the ball with the crowd noise, too, and the defense getting an extra little advantage getting off. I think that's going to be tough for Cincinnati to overcome. Uh, but, Chris, let's let's not forget Von Miller was brought there to get pressure on Joe Burrow yeah. and Patrick Mahomes, and he's out. So, I know. I, I yeah. know. It, it, it's, it's, it's one where if, if, if Von was playing against this group that we're going to see on Sunday, I'd go, oh, the Bengals are absolutely – they're screwed. They're f- they're going to – he's got no chance. Right. You know, now it's still going to be an uphill climb. And because of that, those injuries, I'm going to pick the Bills to win the football game. But I think it'll be close because yeah. I think the the Bengals' defense, they're set up to stop the Bills. They're going to be able to stop the run with their four-man fronts. They're not going to worry about that. They're, they're, they, as the point that we were just talking about with the receivers, it's really Stephon Diggs is the only guy that scares you or you have to worry about. They're going to be able to match up and play zones and whatever they want to do on that side of the ball. I could kind of see this game being maybe not as sexy offensively as we we think it might be. Uh, final game, Niners Cowboys. Uh, something about those two teams playoffs uh, brings Woo! me back yeah, to when your dad played. <laughs> Seriously, it's so yeah. much fun to watch, uh, and I can't wait to watch the game. I, like I think the Cowboys are going to win the game, Chris. I know your boy's a great coach. Uh, I'm simply going Dak four touchdowns, no interceptions. I'm not saying he's going to do that. San Francisco's a better defense. I just think Dallas is a more talented team, top to bottom, because their quarterback is a bit better. You know. I, I don't – you're not crazy thought there. I mean, I'm not going to say that they're a top-to-bottom better talented team, but it's not far off. It's not far off, Stu guys. Okay. You're not crazy by saying that. Right. I think the one area that concerns me for the, the Dallas Cowboys is just their their run defense, as we've hit on before. This is a team that, you know, I think can put them in a spot of like, whoa, we got to put extra people to stop the run game, and that can make us vulnerable a little for the – Shanahan play action and all that stuff that he's so magical with over the middle of the field. But like to your point too here with the Dak Prescott thing, the 49ers defense, you know, this is a team that the the Cowboys, they can pose problems just like we talked about with two of the Dolphins or Mahomes and Kansas City. Because one, you know, the Cowboys can run the ball. The Cowboys, I don't think you're going to have to go, oh, man, we have to keep extra people in the block all the time to block the front four of the 49ers. Their, their offensive line's good. They're not going to be like, oh, my gosh, we're so overwhelmed. It's going to be a tough task. But then within that, they're an aggressive down-the-field passing team. And like we saw, if you can have a little time like the Dolphins did or Mahomes, you, the 49ers are not overly complicated in their process. They have a few wrinkles. They're kind of a team that you a little bit, hey, I know what they're going to do, but they're so talented and good that it's hard to do it or, or beat it at times. And they, because of they're so good at what they do, they kind of know what teams want to do to expose them. So they're ready for that. But I think this is a team that, yes, can pose some problems. And, you know, back to the Brock Purdy and the offensive side of the 49ers, they haven't seen a defense like this since Brock Purdy started. That would be the other part to your mm. points to God's where I'd go, you know, hey, we could say all we want. It's been great. But, damn, this Dallas defense, they're not going to be like, oh, no, it's Debo Samuel. Oh, no, it's Christian McCaffrey. They're going to be like, hey, we got f-ing Trey Diggs. We got Michael Parsons. We got Dexter Lawrence. We got studs over here, too. And Dan Quinn's going to have a little fuel for Shanahan's offense. I think we all got to keep that in mind as well from their history together. So, I, I'm picking the 49ers to win a close one, Stugatz, but I don't think you're crazy by saying Dallas is going to win. Uh, okay, uh, quickly here, and just nothing to do with divisional playoffs, but I have to ask you, Tom Brady, I'm going to give you three options, retire, Bucks, or another team. What do you think? I think it's going to be retire. 
when really? all said and done. Okay. I do. I know, right. I, I know that's definitely not Bucks. That's the one thing I can tell you. Okay. I mean, he wanted out of there last year. I mean, right. he, you know, and we know that. He, he did not want to go back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go retire, but, but you know, I, I have no inside info there. Um, and you never know with Tom Brady. We know he loves playing ball. Aaron Rodgers, same thing. Retire Packers, another team. Packers. I mean, yeah. even though Schefter work. said that's the least likely of the three scenarios, but who knows with Aaron Rodgers right now? I uh, who knows, right? I, I just I gotta see it to believe it. I gotta okay. see. It. I I do think there's there's a little bit more this year of like we're kind of sick. We're both sick of each other, maybe than years before. Where years before was a little bit like, I can't believe you're disrespecting me like that. I thought we were in this. I honestly think both sides are a little bit like ah. If you want to get out of here, we won't be that mad. We're not going to shed any tears. I, I, I do feel like that. But what's the what's their option? What's a better option for him? How much are you going to trade for a guy that might quit next year? How much are you going to trade for a guy who's making $60 million a year and is not even in the stratosphere of some of the best quarterbacks in the game right now? You know, right. That, those are the things I look at to go, I don't know. Rodgers might have to bend or adjust his contract. Uh, that's that's. I, I don't. I, the the reason I was asking was, back. you know, yeah. you know, Leftwich is gone. He's out of Tampa. Hackett's available, and so I'm just like, the team that hires those two guys to be their offensive coordinator is it is it safe to assume the quarterback's coming with them? That's that's why that's where I was. At. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I, right. I yeah, I don't think so. Not necessarily. I want them on the I Jets. Think... I mean, either yeah. of them. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I hear you. I mean, okay. listen, I mean, that's the Jets. He would, he would, he, he, as far as like what they want to do, I think offensively, I don't know where they're going to go here. But yeah, okay. I, I see the, the love of that. And there is some potential there. It's just, you know, again, does, does he want to go somewhere and have to start something new and try to, you know, regain being the king of the castle like he is in, in Green Bay. I just, I don't know. Like I said, I got to see it to believe it. I think he's too comfy with being king of the castle in Green Bay. So uh, there's a great offensive coordinator job that is open right now. Uh, you have a running back in Austin Eckler. You have two good wide receivers. You have a quarterback in Justin Herbert. Uh, what do you do there? Now, Staley got a break. He wasn't the one that got fired because he, fi he fired his entire staff. Uh, Austin Eckler was on with us on this. He's on every episode. We kind of laughed. Hey, the defense blew a twenty-seven to nothing lead. Why is everyone over there safe? Uh, but that's a great job. I mean, a, not a good job. A great job because you have that quarterback, those weapons. Like, who should the Chargers hire there? Who would you hire? Ah, this is the. These are the tough ones because this is where, like, I'm not totally into. You know, like I kind of said this last week. Like, no, I know, but like, would Hackett be like? It, would Hackett be a good guy? Go there. I no. wouldn't go there. No, I think you got to think of guys that are a little bit outside the box when it comes to this conversation. You know, I'd want to look at guys from Philadelphia, Miami, sure. San Francisco. Yeah. You know, some of the offenses that understand creativity and and understand how to you know push the ball down the field. Uh, that would be the thing I would look at. You know, um, I'm trying to think of a another team that kind of jumps out to me there. You know, I mean, again, even I'm not always a fan of like the guys in the same conference, but I still don't understand the Eric Bieniemy thing. Right, I, I don't. Yeah, right. It's weird. Yeah, Leftwich, Leftwich to me would be the system and the creativity to push the ball down the field that would make sense for 
for Justin Herbert. Would Dorsey? It, 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 Dorsey well, why would Dorsey that, leave Allen? Right. Why would he do that? I know. Though? Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. So no offensive coordinator is, you know, no team's going to let their good offensive coordinator go and do a lateral job, right? That's going to get blocked. So that's where it gets into, you know, offensive assistant quarterback coach type of guy that, you know, might be looking for some raise. Maybe they can make him assistant head coach, and that could be the little way you get around from taking someone laterally as an offensive coordinator. But uh, that's the problem they're going to be stuck in, and I don't think they're going to get an OC. They're going to have to get a guy that's a great quarterback coach and do their homework to figure out, okay, yeah, wait, he's got the potential to be a great OC. They should take uh, LeFleur. LeFleur. No, they I shouldn't. Hate him. Yeah. By the well, way, if you want to see what Brady was yeah. supposed to be, put him on the Jets yeah. for a year, okay? And then you'll see how bad he was supposed to be, all right? Well, don't forget <laughs> about your Jets. And when their O-line is healthy and Brees Hall no, was there, it, it is yeah. a different team. The offensive system was definitely, you know, not the best, and that has to be readjusted. Now, Chris, I'm excited that they have put themselves in a position where the team, top to bottom, is talented enough where guys like that would at least consider uh, going right. to the Jets. All right, PFT with Mike Florio on Peacock Football Night in America. They have the pregame uh, for the Chiefs and the Jaguars coming up uh, on Saturday. The Unbuttoned Podcast, of course, at C Sims QB uh, on on Twitter. Enjoy the uh, divisional round, ma'am. Enjoy Kansas Thank City. You. Does that hotel room have a second floor? There's a staircase in there. Holy shit! <laughs> that's right. We talked right, about well, it like four times already, Stuart. I wasn't listening to you. I, mean, I brought it up in the big first two seconds Sims was on. I definitely wasn't listening to you. I mean, yeah. yeah, Mikey, yeah, it's the least you talked at any show all year. Wow. I mean, what, what the f is going on here? Today? I was feeding Stugat's questions. He was asking them. Oh, yes. I guess. Oh. Way, to go. Way to make him look smart, Mikey. Yeah, way to go. You didn't feed me anything. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. You're right. He was quiet. <laughs> Listen, we're just waiting. Chris. This is the playoffs for eight teams. Our playoffs come NFL draft time every year, okay? That's when you're Mikey again, all right? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's when you guys are at your best. But yes. uh, I, I'm with you, Stu, guys. It's the best weekend of the year. I can't wait for it. And it I'm is. excited just to be on the couch on Sunday at my house and, and watching the game and be a fan like everybody else. It's going to be great. All right, we're excited. Well, how do you watch the Giant game? You stay like, what do you do? You idea? Yeah, I'm staying unless I mean I'm I'm gonna I'm keeping the fingers crossed that some of the NBC bigwigs might be here and maybe I get chat. a free yeah. ride on the private plane wow. tomorrow, tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. But I have no knowledge of that. I haven't heard anything yet. So if that doesn't happen, I have a real early flight Sunday morning. So I'll be watching the Giants Eagles here from the hotel and hopefully at the bar having a drink or two. All right, man. Enjoy uh, enjoy the weekend. We look forward to seeing you on the pregame on Saturday, and I look forward to the Andy Reid piece, man. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. See you. Be good. Right, Have we'll a good weekend. Talk to you, buddy. All right. Peace. Enjoy it. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.